now try this it is your boys nick and marcus here and ready to talk about some good ass content hey nick how you which doing? one are you i'm marcus oh i'm nick nice 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 crushing nice. the podcast nick, tell, tell them what the podcast is about i feel like you always set me up to fail because i feel like <laughs> you just did it and then i'm about to say it no again, no and no, like, no, 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 no. i didn't say what the podcast was about i introduced us I said, hey, it's Nick and Marcus, and now you got to tell us what we do here. What, what hey are we guys, doing we're here Nick today? Nick and Marcus. No, not that part, Nick. Wait, Skip well, over that part and go straight to the guys, part now where we talk about this is what the it podcast is. where two best friends talk about stuff that they love. Well, how does that format work, you ask? I'll tell you. One of us <laughs> challenges the other one to watch something that we love that the other one has never experienced. For example, last two... Two weeks ago, I gave Marcus the movie Scare Me by mm -hmm. Josh Rubin, and he had feelings about it. Go check out that episode. I did have feelings. And Marcus, last week was something weird because we did a fan challenge. Yes, Tell we me what did. We did the fan challenge, Deadly Lessons, a.k.a. The Legend of Simon Conjurer, which is a very Conjurer. bad... Conjurer. It, which Thank is you. a very bad movie in the uh, vein of the O'Brien films and Tommy Wiseau films. That's definitely worth checking out. And but why did we, how did we do a fan challenge? Where did that come from? Oh my God, Nick. It's so weird that you've been on this podcast for so long, you don't know the answer to any of these things. Well, I'm I'll tell you. Show. I'll tell you and I'll <laughs> tell the fans. You can head over to our Patreon and send us suggestions. We have two tiers, the $5 tiers, where you can send us suggestions every month for us to try. And the $1 tier, where you get to vote on which selection we do for the podcast that's it you almost crushed it all you forgot to tell them is what the patreon is it's patreon.com slash now try this cast yes we go have there. a link guys if you go into our <laughs> twitch page we have links if you go on any of our social media pages we have links to everything if you're not following us everywhere you're not a true fan that's what i'm saying and now try this cast and if you're having trouble we made it easy now try this cast.com all of it's right there. Yep. Boom, there you go. baby. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, and then also, we love five-star reviews on iTunes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you heard me, saw me typing the five. I did. I see you. I, I see I you typing it. because I guess you didn't load it up. But that's fine. While you're looking it up, but, you know what? But, oh, but, oh, oh, but you could leave us a great review like sleepybaby.org <laughs> did saying, such a great pair. Love you guys. You have amazing chemistry and should date. You know what, sleepingbaby.org? We thought about it. <laughs> We considered it. Uh -huh. Marcus only wanted me for my body. It didn't work. That's true. I was going to say, I, my thing was, I was going to say we're both tops. You know what I mean? It doesn't work. Can I be honest? Yeah. That's probably really true. <laughs> That's why we can never date. That's the only we're reason, both really. Honestly, probably. <laughs> I, I'd, be, I'd be gay for a man like you. You're so pretty. They, you too. Guys, I love the hair. Record. You heard it. You heard it. It's entrapment <laughs> right here. I just honeypotted Marcus. Oh, no. Marcus, what, uh, you know what? I was thinking last this, this past week about one of our episodes that I 
gosh, I, I wish we could do it all over again. You know what I was thinking of? What were you thinking about? The Now You See Me episode of the podcast. What a wild oh, movie God. that was. Why were you thinking about that? Because I watched the interview with the main guy. What's I hated name? that movie so Lex Luthor? much. Jesse God Eisenberg. damn it. That movie was so bad. He was talking about the movie with like a lot of reverence and like professionality about being an actor. Oh, no. Uh, and about Daniel Radcliffe in the sequel. And I was like, oh, wow, you took that movie real serious. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the only people who did. It's really Loved funny it. when you see actors take their jobs way too seriously. Like acting is hard and a lot of movies deserve the credit and the challenge that they present to actors, but not now you see me. Marcus, you know what, what are mean? we doing this week? This week, we are doing the comic book adaptation Invincible on Amazon Prime. It's an animated series. I gave you the first three episodes. I'm and this is not a sponsored episode. You put on Amazon. This is not a sponsored episode. Prime. It's not a sponsored episode, but Amazon Prime does own Twitch and we are streaming on their platform. So the Amazon oh, gods, if you hear us, we like your show. It's good. <laughs> I like I your show. I did not say it's whether good. or not I liked it yet. Marcus, before we get started, tell me what's going on in your life. Have you tried anything new? Oh, man. This week, I have... Remember when I was saying that I was like, oh, I am at maximum efficiency and I feel like I have just exploded mentally, you know? Yeah, you, yeah. I you said it wasn't working. I took a break and I, it crashed me. I Like a computer overworking itself, I crashed. And I had like yeah. a good while of just resting, relaxing, and recharging. And now I'm back on the grind, waking up running, working out, doing my thing. It's good. It's good. And I also have been recently getting back into my video game hobby. I feel like I have abandoned it, you know? But I've been doing some more video game hunting recently, kind of keeping my eye out for stuff. It's been nice. Went to a retro game store. Cool. Mm, what you about you? Are so cool. Uh, before that, I just want to say hello to everyone in the chat. We got an E-Evaluation, Second Rodeo, Rian414, Mr. Hall, Fetty77. It's lively in the chat. Nice, Guys, if nice. you want to join the chat live during these conversations we have every week, every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash now try this cast yeah now. thank you guys chat oh hold Mark. on well i realized they, they all said hello and yeah they all did we didn't say, say hello anything. hi we guys anything we love you thank you for joining us yes we love um, you all special shout out to all of you they asked my personal favorite what they asked what, what i'm playing what but what's your personal right, favorite let's not get let's not get to what i'm doing tell us more about yourself <laughs> what's Marcus? your personal favorite who in the chat is your personal favorite because then the rest of them are gonna no leave. no you interrupted me i want to no, know they'll never find out the chat will fight about who they think i love the most as you're telling fair. us what games you're playing right now yeah <laughs> right now i'm playing persona 5 royale which is an enhanced oh, version of persona 5 it's an rpg which is lots of dungeon exploration where you get to, as a high schooler, romance a bunch of people that you shouldn't be legally allowed to romance. How do you always find a way to make a super popular, like, not indie game sound like some weird <laughs> harem video game? It is! It is playing? a harem game! You can romance everybody, except for the guys, because no gay stuff in Japanese anime, apparently. Anyway. What was your question to me? I forgot. What, how, what did you try this week? Oh my god, I tried something amazing called... Quitting your job! Woo! You did it? I quit my job. Nice! Guys, I got a new gig. It's professionally podcasting, so make sure to go to patreon.com. <laughs> no, I quit my job at the restaurant I was working at because restaurant work has been awful during this block party. Mm -hmm. It's been really tough. But I found a new gig. Marcus, I'm going to hopefully have many great stories about it, but I will be teaching chess to kids age awesome. three to seven guys if you have a child that you want me to teach them chess go ahead and reach out at us and i'll try this cast.com and i will 
teach your children chess. Is it virtual? Yeah, it's nice. uh, virtual and in person in New York City. Uh, oh, and it's cool. all through storytelling. You so you tell get to the... learn about the king and how he eats too much. And he gets all big and fat. And that's why he can only move one space at a time. You know? That's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, to like I a like three-year-old. It's, yeah. it's going to be really fun. It's no, really it's great. cool. I mean, honestly, I'll probably be coming to you and be like, Marcus, can you play chess with me? Because <laughs> I... I've been learning strategy, and yes, it's for the six-year-olds, but, like, if a six-year-old can beat me, that might be a problem in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it'll be cool. It'll help them, like, understand. That's how Queen's Gambit, shout out to Queen's Gambit episode. That's how that whole thing started. Oh, no. Nick's left the podcast. He's quitting the podcast. That was the job he was talking about. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got I got all my books here. Nice. Bobby, oh, Bobby Fisher, Fisher teaches chess to read. I got wow. Modern Chess Openings by Nick DeFermian. That's amazing. I got this. I don't know. It looks really fucking complicated. I might have. You're going to be better <laughs> than me at chess in like a day. That's my goal. I mean, honestly, that's my touchstone. I think it uh, while I'm learning all these chess things, because I, I, I've always played chess. Uh, mm-hmm. We like playing games. Yeah. But I've never, ever thought about strategy because I've never had anyone to need to. I've never yeah. had anyone to teach me. But now that I'm learning, my that's my only touchstone in my head. I was like, if I could play enough to play against Marcus, then I can teach these kids how to play chess. Because you're Wow. Matthew is... Matthew's calling... My brother's calling me out in the chat. Marcus only knows four-move checkmate. That's, hey, I know other That groups. sounds bitter. That sounds super bitter no, on Matthew's part. I mean, it does sound bitter, Matthew. You know I'm the superior chess player. Fucking come at me, bro. Let's go. There's let's two Bernays boys, and one of them is better at chess. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Who has more trophies? Huh? Let's get wrecked. No, Matthew's 100% right. I only know the form of checkmate. I don't know any other moves at all in chess. I just, like, I play the game, and I know the game, but... Yeah, I only know the one move. I don't know what oh, anything else like is called. Oh, it's like a tactic, like t- tactics and strategies. You mean like yeah. it's only one you know? Oh, yeah. that's fair. Oh, uh, Matthew you said he hasn't lost a game. I haven't. I haven't lost a game in years either because I haven't played a game in years. <laughs> oh, you got told. Guys, if you want to have a now try this chess <laughs> tournament, let us know. Join the Patreon and give us your suggestions. That's do it. Great. Let's do it, Marcus. Chess is very popular on Twitch, by the way. Get in there. Guys, if you want to watch me uh, get better day by day on chess on, <laughs> on this Twitch, let us know. We are we need content, and if that's what you want, let us know. Marcus. Okay. Yeah, what's up? Why did you give me the Robert, Robert Kirkman's book-inspired in, uh, superhero uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. critique uh, satire move, uh, animated show prime original Invincible? Wow, that was perfect. Applause it was in the perfect. Chat, thank you so much. Applause in yeah, the chat. Thank you, thank you. Um, I told you, I quit my job. I'm a professional <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> so basically, Nick, you, yeah. through a roundabout way, you are the reason that I fell in love with Invincible. And I'll explain I love that. The fact that this story is happening, I was ready to tell it myself. I think Marcus owes me so much in his life. He never gives me credit because he <laughs> thinks I have a too big of a head and it might be true. Yeah. I might not need to be yeah, told. This is proving here I am for it. Here I am This for is it. proving me. that you do have Praise too big me. of a head. <laughs> I need to be praised. This is why you can't job. be praised. Whenever we <laughs> praise you, you're like, yes, finally, I deserved it this whole time. <laughs> well, maybe if it happened more often, it wouldn't react like that. That's fair. That's fair. Think about that. Uh, no, please tell me. Right. So, in college, we we both like comic books, and we we shared mutual like nerdy things. But sing in college, the college song. What college song? The college song. Sing the college song. Oh, Fredonia, the school we both went to. Da, 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 da. Oh, Fredonia, 
the things that we could do. Da, 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 da. Like Perfect. go Thanks. to comic da. book. <laughs> it's gonna go on oh, forever. second verse. Oh, we lost eight people in the chat. <laughs> 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 I was making it up on the spot. Thank you so much. Okay, well, Nick, I don't know if you see this. Well, I was in the middle of telling a story. There's a camera. Look at that big boy. Look at that thick boy. I love Invincible. But let me explain the origin story of my love Invincible. Nick and I were friends in college. Long, long time ago, we were little babies. We didn't know anything about anything. But Nick gave me a flash drive of not. I found them. Illegally. I found them. <laughs> Download. I found them on a. Re- I found them. I found them. They he were... gave me a flash drive of comic books, and on that flash drive were like five issues of The Walking Dead. Where there's a handful of issues of The Walking Dead. No, it was like the first like. 40 it was like a lot oh what it was the first couple of volumes because i remember i bought volume nine i bought issue nine and then i started from there reading it physically so because i have the whole thing from issue nine on no i they were yeah, yeah. You, it was, it was, it was you like that anyway. So, anyway it was the first it was the first few issues because i mean walking dead went on to be like a very very long running comic book but it was it was it also wasn't out for that long so i don't know if it was but it was definitely like maybe 20 something it something got up like to that. the prison arc i think with the mm, that sounds ish that's that about where ish. it ended Anyway, so you gave me a flash drive. I read that and I just ate up all of The Walking Dead. And it was funny because I started talking to you about it. And I was like, oh, man, thanks so much. For, I, I, I just as soon as I put it in, I started reading The Walking Dead. I didn't stop. And you're like, I was like, oh, I read The Walking Dead. Have you read it? And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I read like the first two issues. I didn't get into it yet. I had you didn't get into to it, it yet. The first time I've had a lot of comics. It did have a lot of comics, but it's so funny because I was like, oh, man, I was so excited to talk to you about it. And it happened to be one of the ones you didn't start re- really yeah. reading it. Then but you, you did make me start it, and I started right away. Then you started right away. We got into Devoured. it together. And, I mean, Walking Dead is one of my favorite comic books of all time. But like I said, I went back. I bought most of the issues. Um, I love it. I, I started How many holes in your collection weekly. do you have now? Just, like, ten issues The, the first, like, or? eight issues, basically. I've gotten reprints of them, but they don't have, like... No, you gotta spend a couple any, They're not the same yeah. first print, so it's not the same. So, I fell in love with Robert Kirkman, and then I was like, okay, what else is he written? And I started finding out about Invincible. And at the time, Invincible, I don't think was, like... It definitely wasn't completed, but it was pretty early on. I don't remember exactly how many issues were out, but not that many were out at the time. I started looking into it and then I read it and I also immediately just fell in love with it. There's so many things about the comic book that I just love. I feel like I've been a huge superhero fan, fan of comic books and reading them for a long, long time. And sometimes you just get bored with them. I've kind of stopped. I fell off of Marvel and DC for the most part. Like I'll watch the movies because I have a lot of nostalgia for them, but I don't really give a shit about what's happening in the comic books anymore. And Invincible did something that was different. Robert Kirkman is a great writer and an obvious fan of the comic book genre. And he wasn't someone like there's a lot of comic books like The Boys and things like that of people who like you can tell they hate superheroes and Mm. they're satirizing it they're satirizing it in a way that feels like a fuck you superheroes are dumb and you're dumb for liking superheroes right like the wild storm universe yeah genesis and like utopia and like yeah what are those other ones called the supreme supreme all those other all the other ones all the other takes on the marvel and dc things Uh are always satired in a way where that's what a great point yeah and then invincible came along and robert kirkman wanted to subvert the genre of comic books and superheroes but also pay homage to them and and to the history 
that's been there for so long. Um, and it's also interesting because this is an image comic book, which is not uh, Marvel or DC, which is the company that everyone knows. Image actually started from a bunch of people who used to work at Marvel and DC. They were upset because a lot of the artists and writers would create new superheroes and new content for Marvel and DC. And Marvel and DC be like, you don't own those at all. We don't give a shit about them. We don't give a fuck about you and what you make. So then they were like, fuck you. Like, we want to start our own business where the creators own the characters they make. Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, Robert mm -hmm. Lightfell, that whole crew. Yes, a whole group of people, mass exodus. They left and started Image Comics. You know, it had a rough start. There was a lot of good stuff going on. And Invincible is one of the good things to come out of Image Comics. So is The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. And so I read it. I fell in love with it. Started buying the issues, collecting it. It's one of my favorite comic books of all time. I think it's one of the best comic books of all time. It's one of those comic books that I, I have like the first I had I had the first volume of and I would lend it out to people all the time. Be like, look, I know you might never really like superhero stuff, but this subverts it. It's fun. It's interesting. It's unique. Give it a try. And eventually I lost it because someone borrowed it and never gave it back. But now I have this big ass fat boy, this thick compendium, and I'm not going to lend it out to anybody because I don't want someone to take it. <laughs> but As you should. now the show is here and we can share the show and talk about whether or not we liked it and hopefully maybe i can convince some people to uh check it out great good story thank you thank you so much i appreciate it where's my round of applause guys in the chat oh wait hold on let me i'm listening i, th I think i can hear I think we might have a, we might have a problem every time you tell a good story you just wait for the chat to put applause mode. i'm waiting for actual applause i i think we need to start filming this in front of a live studio audience instead of a twitch chat hey we're both vaccinated it might be <laughs> it might be time soon guys yeah live now try this show in new york city let let's us do know. it i got an applause people, thank how you how many people do you think we need in a room to have a live podcast show like how many like reasonably like 50 in a room like 50? i don't know i've seen podcasts record with three people in the room just watching commenting. well that's embarrassing <laughs> that's embarrassing but we could probably like justify getting a space for a while like 50 10's a good number least? 10 10 a good number that's just like my friends and yours that's all we need <laughs> we just need hype men for the podcast what if what if we what if we had a live podcast show didn't invite any fans and only invited like people that know us isn't that's, that a little masturbatory no that sounds good that's less masturbatory than inviting fans if you invite fans to like oogle you and worship you then that's masturbatory when you invite your that's friends what? My friends are the harshest critics. Mar My Marcus, family is the you, harshest what you, critics. What do you think? What do you think podcasts are? We get we get hundreds of downloads every week of random people listening to it. What That's do you think a show, our show is? <laughs> I know. Well, I know, but it's just, I'm just saying that you said it was masturbatory, and I'm just saying that that's less masturbatory than at the actual podcast. Marcus. My experience with Invincible is similar to yours. At the time of college, I was devouring comics. Uh, uh, even more so than you, it, it was my whole identity in college, president of comic book club, all that junk. Uh, Invincible was one of those comics that I downloaded and read a bunch. I probably, I mean, I, I probably fell off of it probably halfway through the run. Mm -hmm. No, right before the war, right before okay. the war is when I fell off. So I, I only made it like six or seven volumes, I think. Is that, how, yeah, is yeah. that how far that is? Not because I didn't like it, just because I my comic book hobby was too expensive and i was reading I too many things yeah when you read too many things then you can't really focus on any of them and you just have to like keep up with what's happening in marvel and dc you don't have time for anything else you hear but that I robert kirkman you hear that you weren't good enough for nick college nick 
No, thank you. I'd rather read... What were you reading instead? DC and Marvel stuff. Oh, I'd rather read DC and Marvel. Ooh. What are you reading? What are you reading? The Flash. That's what I'm reading now. Spider-Man's. I'm reading almost nothing. What are you reading? Almost, oh, yeah, almost nothing. nothing. What are you reading? Well, Humble Bundle did just come out with the <laughs> Boom Studio comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that. Bundle, and I'm I'm like a third of the way through the Irredeemable Omnibus that was in there. Oh, Irredeemable is pretty good. Yeah, it's it's similar to Invincible. But um, loved Invincible. When I heard about this voice cast, I was super excited to watch. And then I watched it. Nice. I watched it with Lexi. Nice, nice, we watched nice. the three episodes. Oh, let's talk about this voice cast before we even get into the show. It is stacked. It is just full of like good, good people. I mean, you've got like hot boy Stephen Ewan in there. Okay. I I definitely said that name wrong. Um, It's Yun. I I watched the video right before this. It's Yun. Stephen Yun. I know it's Stephen Yun. I say his name like all the time because Darren and I are constantly talking about him. And I don't know why I said (laughs) Ewan on the podcast. (laughs) Okay. Stephen Ewan. Ewan. Okay, who else is in there? You got Sandra, Sandra O, Golden Sandra Golden Globe winner Sandra O. She is incredible. Why Sandra? You're right, Sandra. She is incredible. I feel like I I've seen her in Killing Eve, which is a great show. She does a great I've job. I've seen in. Killing Eve. Really? If I have always meant to watch it, I know it's probably amazing. I just haven't. <sighs> it's not. The first season is very good, and then the rest of it falls off because they switch directors and like creative leads every season. Oh sure. So it doesn't have a similar voice. But Sandra O, oh, connection to the podcast, she was featured heavily in our Grey's Anatomy episode. Guys, if you want to hear us talk about the first episode and the musical episode of Grey's Anatomy, please go back and download that episode. We also Fuck play a yeah. great game of spoilers where Marcus has to guess about the crazy shit that happens in that show. He did pretty good. Wait, no, 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 Nick. You gotta you gotta have a qualifier. You have something like, I said the hot boy Steven Ewan. Ewan. I'm gonna keep Golden Globe, Golden Globe winner. Golden Sandra Globe winner. Oh. Okay, J.K. Simmons. Oscar winner, J.K. Simmons. No, no, you can't just have their fucking trophies. You gotta have something fun. Hot, famous, okay. hot dead, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> fucking welcome to the gun show at 68 years old. Fucking Fuck J.K. Simmons. Yeah, guys, if you want to hear more thoughts about J.K. Simmons, yeah, he sexy is daddy, in our, J.K. He's in our La La Land episode. We have the talented, the beautiful. Zazie Beats. She is. Beats. She is a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Very good in Joker. Very good in Deadpool Two. That's mm-hmm. all I know her from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jill- Gillian Jacobs. What's her adjective? Forever uh, college <laughs> college aged girl. Jillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs. Did we feature like... her on the podcast at all? Yeah. Gillian oh, Jacobs. The you know what she has vibes where I feel like I don't know much about her. But I feel like if you met someone who's known her, she'd say, they'd say, oh, she's nice. You know what I mean? She has those you know vibes. those people, you know, those people who, when they're talking to you, you think they're like, they're always like not look making eye contact. Yeah. I feel like that would be Gillian Jacobs. Never making eye contact, Gillian Jacobs. There it is. There it is. We got hot hobo, Jason Manzukis. No, no. We got podcast <laughs> rival, Jason Manzukis. We're coming for you, Jason. Rival. Our show is so much better than How Did This Get Made. How Did This Get Made is trash compared to Now Try This. Our fans are saying it. Your fans are saying it. Wow. Now, How how Did This Get Made? Guys, if you want to redeem yourselves, I guess you're going to have to come on to our podcast and prove you're better than us. 
I guess they would have to come on to our podcast to Guys, do that. Guys, tweet at how did this get made that now try this is coming for their ass. <laughs> okay, we got Clancy Brown, Seth Rogen, I, I Mark Hamill, a, a Zachary Quinto. So Guys, huh? go to every podcast you listen to and say we're better. I want a rivalry anywhere. Any you know what podcast. we should do? We should, because guys, we're trying to make Twitch affiliate status and you have to make a certain amount of streaming hours to do so. We should go on other people that are under the podcast category and harass them. I think that makes for good content and won't get us banned and live stream it. I think the problem with that is we'd be punching down because no like major podcast is is on Twitch. That's fair. Well, we could be punching up. There's a lot of people with lots of followers here. You're right. There are. Come on. Come on. We'll do it. We'll do it. Anyway, it's a stacked cast. Like, I, I watch a lot of animated content, and there's a lot of people that kind of circulate in them, right? It's always the same few voice actors. I mean, you can throw a, a dart at a board full of cartoons, and you're going to hit someone who's uh, part of Critical Role or something like that, you know? And this has, has, has some of those, too. Fucking Carrie Payton, yeah. Mae Whitman, fucking Mark Hamill. Those are fucking mm-hmm. voiceover gods. Yeah, and but... This is it's different. It's a little different because it has a lot of mainstream actors in there that are like a lot of award winners. And I think it shows it come across in the voice acting for sure. Not to sit, not anything against the other voice actors at all, but it, it, it definitely comes across that they're good actors. I agree. It was it was it was staggering to me when they were getting this cast together. Uh, I was so surprised with how, how 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 amazing of a cast they got, you know. And I think also one of the things that really helps is you know Robert Kirkman is a producer on the show. Yeah. I think after Walking Dead, he obviously got a lot of clout. Mm-hmm. So instead of what normal creators have to do, and they have to sell off their babies to the networks and to the studios and hope for the best, he was involved. He was there. I mean, Robert Kirkman is very talented. I was oh, telling I Darren a story that I've spent. Oh, I can hear you now. I spent years at comic-con trying to meet robert kirkman like i mean two of my favorite comic books oh did ever you know written. he wrote all eight episodes yes i was just gonna say that he works as a writer and i was watching oh, interviews with the cast of invincible and they were mentioning working with robert kirkman too because he's there giving notes and stuff like that and what it's like to work with him in the room and it there he seems like a good dude to work with too i mean jason manzoukas mentioned a story where he was saying like Robert Kirkman would write a joke and Jason Manzoukas would be like, I think I could do better <laughs> and like try to improv a better joke, you know? And Robert Kirkman's like, yeah, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Mm, that's great. He sounds confident, but also willing to listen, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. That's, that's the best. exactly what you need out of a good writer. That's exactly what you need. But I mean, like I, I was telling um, Darren that I used to go to Comic-Con every year, New York city Comic-Con and try to meet Robert Kirkman. And I would go first thing in the morning, Go straight, not like take any detours, get distracted by any of the beautiful like booth people or anything. Just go straight there and try to get a ticket to meet him. And every time it was taken in one year, I got a speaker pass for Comic-Con. And I was like, this is it. I get to go in early. I get to go in through an exclusive entrance. I get to go in before everybody else gets to fucking go in. I am going to meet Robert Kirkman. I went in before the majority of the people and still the tickets were already all given out. Crazy. So Robert Kirkman, if you're listening, I love you and uh, come be on the podcast. I actually don't love you. I don't know you, but I love your work. You don't want to add that qualifier because he he doesn't know I am. So he doesn't think I'm crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know. I I only like my crazy fans. Give it up. Shout out in the chat to all my crazy fans out there. Just, just, just crickets, Nick. Just crickets. Give him a second. There's a lag. Give him a second. Where's Lexi at? Where's she at? 
I don't know. That's what I'm making at. <laughs> Ooh, see, Rianne four one four says you can love someone you don't know. I think I agree, but she's not sure. So <laughs> there I go. Wow, there you. Yeah, yeah, that took too long, Lexi. I'm docking you girlfriend points. So the sh- maybe we should talk about the show. Oh, I guess. I mean, we have been talking about the show. I told the story about Robert Kirkman. We went through the entire voice cast. I don't know what talking about the show looks like, Nick. If it's not talking about the show, okay? Jesus Christ! This is the this is the most on point we've stayed, while also kind of being off on a tangent. This is the most. Yes, you. Yep, you're right. You're, this is the most <laughs> where we can dock ourselves for getting off point because we're on point, but it's still not. Yeah, it's still not talking about the plot of the show. I guess. Okay, what's the plot of the show? The plot of the show is you got my man, fucking Mark Grayson, teenage heartthrob, going through school, waiting for his superpowers to show up because his dad's basically Superman. And that's the show about a young, budding superhero finding his way through the world. However, craziness, this show. So, okay, so in the comic book, this takes six issues to happen, right? In the Mm -hmm. fucking show... They do it in the first fucking episode. Yeah. I was so... So I know what's coming, right? I've read this comic. I know what's coming. It's sure. been years, though, so I don't remember the details, but I sure, remember sure. the general... Oh, I guess we're just jumping to the first the first big yeah, thing. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers for Invincible Spoilers right for the first uh, three episodes of Invincible. Yeah. So, so there I was, watching the first episode, enjoying it. Everything's great. Voice cast is cool. And and I already heard that it might happen in the first episode because I heard people saying the first episode's crazy. I was like, dude, the yeah. first episode? I'm yeah. sitting there with Lexi. Everything's chill. And then Omni Man walks into the Guardian's hideout and fucking starts not destroying even that. Hold on. Not even that. It, it's 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 much worse because we need to rewind because you just jumped way ahead of like this, directly this to the big about. moment. Uh, no, you gotta you gotta we gotta because because they spend the first whole episode making you fall in love with these characters, with the family, with Mark, with his dad. With the mom and the family dynamic, they really build them up. You're invested from the start yeah. in this That's family. That's true. Steven, Steven Young does a great job as Mark, making him feel like that um, affable, lovable yeah. teenager who's trying to figure out his way through the world. Very Peter Parker-esque. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, Spider-Man-esque. Yep. Um, that young... Uh, honestly, it's exactly like Spider-Man. Yes. It's exactly yeah. like Ultimate Spider-Man or... That kind of, or, or any of the first Spider-Man movies. Yeah, you you meet and, you meet him. And he's a young budding and you see hero. His reverence for his father, who's a superhero. You can tell he wants to beat mm-hmm. him so bad. Yes. Yeah, is, but it just seems like it's like, oh, he came to yeah, help. Yeah, but it's obvious that he's not part of the team, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. And they are kind of annoyed that he's there. Like a lot of times, he'll come in and they're like, I got it. I, I need you, you know. So there, there's obvious tension in the beginning. But I was gonna say too that before we get to that point, the, right before the scene that you're talking about. They make you sit there and just get really invested in every single member of the Guardians of the Globe's backstory. You see Fishman kind of just sitting there, hanging out at all home. Alone. You see, all alone. He's upset. No, the during Guardians that moment, during has. that moment, I turned to Lexi and I was like, he has no friends. <laughs> I was so sad. You, you reached uh, the, the Scarlet, whatever the version of the Flash is, and he's hanging out with his wife and his wife is like, hey. Like Red I need Rush. you to Red Rush. Yeah. Hey, I need you to like take it easy. I, I can't have you running around all the time. Scene. A five minute scene that's with him and his wife. We're getting invested in these characters. 
They show the green lady. Uh, oh, Red Rush was voiced by uh, Michael Cudlitz. Who's that? He's uh, Abraham from Walking Dead. Oh, they show Green Ghost, and she's like has a modeling career going on, and this, and, and then you see the she's Amazon, a photographer. You see the Wonder Woman character, and and she's like a businesswoman, and they're like, "Wow, are we reporting strong numbers?" And she's oh, like, "Oh, War no. Woman was voiced by Lauren Co- Cohen." Oh, she's like, no, this is supposed to be free. This is supposed to be blah, blah, blah. She obviously cares about the world and peace. Were were all the Guardians voiced by Walking Dead people? That makes sense. Because fucking, what's his face? Martian Man was voiced by Chad Coleman, who's who's Tyrese from Walking Dead. Warwin was Lauren... Lauren Cohen. Who else was on the team? Green Ghost was... Yeah, Green Ghost was Sonequa Martin-Green, mm-hmm. who's now on Star Trek, who was on Walking Dead. That's so fun! Every All the members were part of... like They're like the gods of Walking Dead. Nice. Sorry, go on. No, it's okay. <laughs> That's a good point. So then, you spend all that time, and then, Nick, then that happens. The, the thing you want to talk about. Yeah, go on. Go ahead and talk about it. No, you talk about it. You, I, I just wanted to set up, because I feel like you were just getting into it, and that's like the big thing about the whole three episodes. You know what I mean? I, there's other stuff, obviously, but I wanted to I say that the show does a good job of building up towards that moment. So you meet all these people. I'm sitting there with Lexi. I'm talking about how sad fucking Fishman is because he has no friends. We're fucking sitting there. And then Omni One walks into the base and they're like, oh, who called us? I didn't call us. And I was like, oh, fuck. Is it happening now? And then Omni Man goes in, doesn't say a god. This is oh, such fucking good filmmaking because he doesn't mm-hmm. say a goddamn word. He just comes in with a look on his face that says, destroy. (laughs) And one by one, he literally tears apart Mm -hmm. the Guardians. And it got to the point where Lexi is sitting there with her shirt above her. (laughs) Because she was so dumbfounded what's happening. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you saw her ribs. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god the moment when red when he takes uh, it's so fucking smart because uh, as soon as omni-man gets there he's going one by one trying to hit them all and red rush who's the fucking fastest is like pushing them just out of the way to die like again and yeah. again and again and then omni-man's like oh red rush is the problem so red rush tries to rush him and he grabs him by the fucking head and he's fucking there and then red rush fucking uh, omega fist super fast punches fucking omni man in the chest and he starts breaking his hands and then they have this great slow motion where his dead yeah. hands are hitting omni man's fucking chest as fucking omni man squeezes his head explodes and it then one by one goes through all of them it is fucking nuts it is wild such smart storytelling crazy that they got to it right away and honestly i think it was the right move i think it was the right move like fucking get people into the conceit of the show right away like in a comic book the whole thing about the comic i remember when it came out the whole thing was you thought the nobody knew what was going to happen for six or seven issues so everyone thought it's like oh this is just robert Kirkman's spider-man okay it's good oh it's fine people were like talking about it but it, it wasn't like and it was like flying off the shelves but nobody was like this is the best comic ever yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah and then the conceit of the comic showed up way later mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh fuck yeah and that's when it exploded about yeah. how amazing it was i remember reading it at the beginning and being like i mean this is good i mean i'm gonna keep reading it but yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah sure and then i get to what everything that's happening and i'm like oh 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 and it all falls into place yeah i uh crazy someone in the chat makes a good point rianne i hadn't felt that way since game of thrones and that's a good point because i feel like it was a good twist like you if you aren't if you don't know the show even if you watch superhero stuff this isn't the kind of thing that is typically in superhero content right Mm -hmm. and so I, i like i also am enjoying the way that they are adapting the comic book 
I think having Robert Kirkman involved is really good because he gets to adjust the story to a different platform and also maybe adjust things that he might have not liked how they worked the first time around, you know, which I think is kind of nice getting a second whack at your work as a creator. So this scene is actually pretty different in the comic books because in the comic books, it happens in an instant. There's no fight, really nothing. He just they are overwhelmed by him and he takes them out in a second. So I did like that there was a bit of a fight that happened in the comic book, in the TV show, because it makes it more grueling. It makes it more visually appealing. And it also gives a little bit more credit to the Guardians of the Globe, because in the comic book, they're taken out in like two seconds. So it's like, OK, they, they were sucked anyway. So the, the yeah. difference between them and the team team that eventually replaces them later on is they're like, OK, whatever. They all suck. They're not on the man. You know, but this kind of show, like, they were a different breed of heroes. They are the Justice League. They, they are, are the Justice League. They are amazing, yeah. Yeah. And I also just looked and I found Ross, the guy <laughs> the guy who is Aaron in The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. is the Immortal and Aquarius. Robert Kirkman just went through the crew of Walking Dead and was like, you get to be on my show? You get to be on my show? And Darkwing was, is uh, Lenny James from The Walking Dead. Oh. Who, is, who plays uh, Morgan. That's so it's good. pretty much the all-stars of The Walking Dead. I was watching an interview with uh, J.K. So Simmons and they were, he was saying how he was like, oh, I'm not part of The Walking Dead crew. And I was like, it's just one guy. What are you talking about? But now I see what he means because there's a lot of the cast that was a part of the walking dead yeah very, very cool i kind of love it i love i love it i love it when you know you stay loyal to your friends it gives me hope in the industry that if i can just make <laughs> one good friend i'll get work <laughs> okay so there are a good amount of differences between the comic book and the animated series but like i said earlier they all make sense to me yeah you have to right i, I I've, mm-hmm. I've always said this if you if you are adapting a comic book into anything else you have to change it because the medium is different. Comic yeah. book medium is different than everything else. The way you read it, the way you read it week to week, the way the yeah. pictures interact with the words, it has to be something different. You cannot take a I have It's hard to adapt. Just, even if you if you try to be 1000% loyal, you get something like Watchmen, which is mm-hmm. pretty good but not quite hits the mark and the things yeah. you change aren't quite right. You have to adapt it, change it to what your medium is. I think yeah. this, I think the boys, I think a lot of people nowadays are really starting to get that that you have to rewrite the whole thing with the same soul to really make a great product you know yeah and it's hard to do it's so hard i i'm so glad that robert kirkman is involved because he's really talented like to be able to create a good like television show and also a good comic book like that is a difficult thing to do it's hard to capture the pacing because when you read a comic book you're reading it at your own pace you know like so if you are going issue by issue you're having to wait a week or a month between issues or whatever like I could read this whole thing and I could sit there and read it in like a, a day or two. And but you want to really capture the same kind of <coughs> sense that the comic book had. One thing Robert Kirkman does that's really cool, also a little annoying, is that he leaves every issue off on a cliffhanger. The annoying part of that is that sometimes the cliffhangers are really dumb. So it'll be like a character's doing something they're not supposed to be doing. They'll hear a noise and then it'll like you'll see movement in the corner and then the issue will end. And then the next issue picks up and it was just a cat. So you're like, okay. That was like, I understand <laughs> but you're like trying to get me to buy the next issue. But that was kind of stupid. But Robert Kirkman really pushes to do that as a comic writer. And I, 
I see a lot of that same sensibility in the animated series, too. I bet he also got, and I think you can tell a little bit, because I loved The Walking Dead TV show at first, and I think it fell off, and then I stopped watching around when Negan showed up. I'm sure yeah. it's still okay. I'm sure it still has good moments. But I think the pacing on the show is something they never quite got right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he saw that, because the pacing on this show on these three episodes was fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know, it really fucking was great. It really breathed when it needed to breathe it really took its time when it needed to take its time and it really ramped it up when it needed to mm-hmm. so like for example and this is my favorite part of the whole show this is my, this is my number one my number one favorite part of the whole okay, show okay 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 was i don't know if can you guess guess what my favorite part is yeah your favorite part of the whole show is the first scene in the first episode <laughs> yeah i knew that yes uh, with the john so- ham as the dad the first episode <laughs> spends five minutes on nobody, on this random guy who is a security officer at the White House where the big first attack and the big action scene happens. And he's talking to the other random person about his life and about how he has a stepson that he's like helped turn his life around and how he's helped him get into college and he's about to cry about it. And then it does not, it does not matter. It does not part of the show. Mm -hmm. It does not, it does not all the whole purpose of that is to just make the world feel alive and full. And to make sure you remember that every time one of these supervillains comes or the superhero saves a person, that's a person. They have a life. They have a backstory. It also does a good job of setting up Robert Kirkman's form of storytelling where he is subverting your feelings and what you think. So immediately you spend all that time with the character. Darren and I were going, Oh, he's going to die. Oh, he's going to die. Oh, we hope he doesn't die. And then he doesn't die. So it like, it yeah. subverts what you think is going to happen, you know? Yeah. And then the next episode starts off with them again. Again, Marcus. I was so happy because Steve, who's okay. He, and he, and he took his son. We got to meet the son, the stepson. And then there was another attack. This poor fucking guy. There was another attack and he almost got, and then the, the son pushed him out and he said, dad. And then they're literally about to die. And Steve turns to him and like, you called me dad. <laughs> My heart was broken. Yeah. Also, it wasn't an attack. It was a garbage bag that Mark threw it out in the first episode that flew oh, all right, that right, far right, away. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also, yeah. I want to show just like a visual representation uh, for those of you watching the live stream, like this is this. You see this part? This is yeah. how much of the comic book passes before the Omni-Man thing. So like that's a good that's a good bit of comic book that passes that's before that volume, even happens. Yeah. 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 It's fucking crazy. The um, you know, what my biggest problem with the show is my number one problem. What's up? There's no. Can you guess? Oh, uh, let's see. N- number one problem with the show is that you. No, I I can't guess. Steve hasn't come back. Why wasn't Steve in the third episode? I'm so mad. Steve, oh, yeah, one yeah. favorite character. I, know, yeah. I wanted to find out what happened with him and his son. I wanted to meet the wife. I want them in. Yes. I, I thought yeah. I, I when the third episode started, I turned to Alexia and said, if Steve's on this fucking episode, I'm going to rile. I'm, my, favorite part, my favorite part is those fucking asides that have nothing to do with anything. I know. I know. Yeah. It was pretty I was very intense. disappointed. Nick I did threw throw an, an actual, actual fit. fit. I was upset. You I got was called upset. out. You got called upset. out. I was super upset. Yeah, so you don't, you don't you don't have perfect storytelling for two episodes and then you just drop. <laughs> you know, okay. the, the rule three it's not Marcus. that big of a deal. It's the rule. No, 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 no. It's Hold not on. that Let's big of a deal. It's coming back. As a writer, the story, the rule of three is you, important. Do you know who the son is? It's coming back. There's going to be more. No, not the kid. Yeah, the kid for Stranger Things. But I meant in in the story, the kid is an important character in this comic book. 
Or he's gonna come oh, back. I just got spoiled because I looked at the name on the IMDb. Oh, I just spoiled myself. <laughs> I forgot. Is oh, that you in forgot? the comics? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, it is in the comic book. I haven't, I haven't read this comic. When did it come out? Fucking oh, yeah, I guess I haven't right, read yeah. this comic in 10 years. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that he's coming back. There's going to be more of that character. So don't you worry. That's not what I wanted to see. <laughs> I wanted to be surprised. You know you know what, what kind of fucking fit I would have gave if that person came back and I hadn't That's I didn't true. know. Well, I Nick, stop looking at shit. It sounds like you gave your bad review of The Walking Dead. I have more bad reviews in a of game we're Dead? playing today. Not oh, Walking Dead, of Invincible, sorry. I have oh, more bad oh, reviews <laughs> in this game we're playing today. Are you ready, Nick? Because it's game time. Boop, 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 boop. The clip. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia, now trivia, now trivia this. Boom. Okay, guys, we're back. That's a short clip. Are you ready, Nick? Are you ready for this game? Yeah, what's the game? I'm going to read you a one-star oh, review. Oh, that okay. Was, that, that was your best segue. That was your best thank segue. You, thank you, done. thank you, thank you. Thank you're you. Getting, you're getting uh, I'm going to read you a one-star review from Amazon, okay? And it's about a superhero movie, and you have to guess which superhero movie they're critiquing that's a good game it's hard but i made sure that all the reviews had clues as to what the movie was and i I'm think you'll get it. i'm an expert on superheroes but i'm an expert on superheroes let's okay. go okay nick you have one lifeline as always you can ask the chat for help if you need it okay, are guys. you ready all right guys you better not fail me this time the first <laughs> one the other time you failed me. <laughs> this review comes from craig c and it is titled please stop with the social engineering craig says please stop with the social engineering and the politically correct nonsense focus on making a great movie and leave the politics out of it oh god what superhero movie is this one star review for are you giving me a time frame or are these from all time all time <laughs> god damn I mean, here's the thing. There's that nothing. sounds like a neck. That sounds like a neck beard. So that sounds like Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman. Mm. So I'll say this: there's both nothing tricky. Aren't aren't not political. They both. I'm not just trying have to like fuck with you or anything like that. I, I try to play it straightforward so that way okay. you could at least have a chance. Th yeah, this isn't like fucking Spider-Man 2001. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Fucking um. <laughs> I, I, there were a lot of neckbeards uh, that criticized Wonder Woman, but there were way more, I think, that did Captain Marvel. Mostly because I don't think it was a great film. I mean, I'm just going to go with my instinct. I, 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 oh, God. I don't know. Now I'm thinking, oh, my like, God. Oh, Look at the oh, nerves. Oh, my on, God. It's Black getting Panther? to you. Oh, what if these people it's are racist? It's getting what if Black to Panther? you. Does, read it again, but in a racist voice. Let me... <laughs> What's a racist voice? I read it correctly. I'm going to say that. You know what a racist trust. Is. Trust your instincts. You have a 50 50 shot. Captain Marvel, final answer. Captain Marvel is your final answer, and Captain Marvel is the correct answer. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. I'll stop. Captain Marvel's boom, correct. Boom, boom. Yeah, those fucking. You got. I knew you were going to get that one because I was like, I was like, this is the only one that has like no obvious hint, but you know from the tone. <laughs> Yeah. Like you know what movie that is from the fucking tone. Yeah. How many? How many are there? There's seven. Okay, you ready for the next one? I got one point. Yes. Go what do I point. get if I get all seven? Uh, what if I, what get... if I clean sweep? What do I get? I will. Do I, I get will... two challenges in a row. What? No. <laughs> do I get? Do I get next month all me? May is May is Nick May month? is May is Nick. You know what? If you do it, you get to pick what we do for the next live stream. There you go. Okay. Great. Okay. That's good. Guys, welcome to Slay the Spire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This review comes from unnamed Amazon customer and is titled, That Was Painful. They say, That was painful. Think Baywatch Hasselhoff, but worse at acting. 
And that's exactly what you get with this movie. Kill yourself before you even consider watching. What superhero movie is this one star review for? I don't know why. I, I don't know why, but when you said David Hasselhoff, I was thinking of someone that was like hammy and a big actor like that. And I want to say Ben Affleck. I want to say Batman versus <laughs> Superman because that movie was trash. And for whatever reason, Hasselhoff is making me think Ben. Now, let me think for a second, though, because okay. it's probably not a Marvel movie. I'm thinking of someone like Hasselhoff, someone hammy, some Baywatch, 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 Baywatch. Oh, maybe it's Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman swims. I love the thought process of you going through your entire catalog of comic book knowledge to try to find out what movie this possibly could be. Or maybe I'm thinking too hard, and maybe this is the the 90s film of Nick Fury, and it literally is David Hasselhoff. Could be. I don't think you would do that. I don't think you'd do that to me. Oh God. They said it was trash, and I should kill myself instead of watching it. You should kill yourself before you even consider watching it. So if you're thinking about watching it, it's already too late. You should have killed yourself. Hasselhoff, why was Hasselhoff mentioned? It just says, what? think Baywatch Hasselhoff, but worse at acting. It not is not Baywatch, for those of you guessing what? Baywatch in the chat. <laughs> are they... Are they... Is it Baywatch because it's water? Or is it Baywatch because it's Ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> why am I thinking Ben Affleck? Why can't I get my head off of Ben Affleck? Fuck it! Ben Affleck! Batman vs. Superman! Final answer? Yeah. Nick, you are wrong! <sighs> you should have trusted your gut and PR Romeo because... The answer is Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., starring David Hasselhoff. Wait, really? Yeah, that was the answer. Uh, fuck you, that's not a real superhero mean? movie. It is a superhero movie. It's a Marvel superhero movie. Nick Fury is not a superhero. He has telekinesis. There's someone with telekinesis in the movie. His superpowers. He is a superhero. What are you talking about? Nick Fury is not a superhero. Nick, Nick Fury is a government superhero. agent. He's, He's a, a superhero. Man. Oh my God. He's Nick not Fury is a superhero. I, great. Well, so that question didn't count. So it did count. Stop, you did not little count. baby Nick, boy Nick Fury, over here. Nick Fury, Nick Fury is Fury a superhero. Everyone in Marvel Everyone is in Marvel is, is not ben. even Uncle Ben. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uncle Ben is a hero. What would Spider-Man be without Uncle Ben? His superpower is his ability to lead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the support. Why are you guys, guys. on my side? Don't you want me to win? Okay. God, Next one. That was bullshit. No, it I can't was believe not. I mentioned it too. I, you got it. You should. It said David Hasselhoff in the thing. Okay. Are you ready? No, I'm upset. This review comes from a book lover. It's okay. titled, One of the worst movies of any genre I have ever seen. A complete waste of time. This person loves books and they want you to know it. My 14 year old son loved it. I'm 52 and this movie was total garbage. I guess they're not aiming for a wide audience as this was intellectually bankrupt. Nothing but computer generated effects no story, a bad guy that was totally, 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 totally lame, and a Spider-Man that was a complete bore and hardly even wore his trademark red and blue costume. Add in lame jokes and this movie is a total disaster, all caps. Dumb, 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 and stupid. This movie lacked a story, lacked acting, and lacked heart and soul. Zero stars. They give it one star, though. I feel like the answer has to be Avengers Infinity War because that's the only movie with Spider-Man in it that doesn't... Oh, wait a second. What if they're racist and it's into the spider <laughs> It's either into the Spider-Verse or Avengers... Wait, what did it say about the bad guy? Okay, it says a bad guy that was... Hold on, wait. Totally, 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 totally lame. Five totallys. 
the bad guy in Infinity War is not lame. Like even even I think like a, a person that is being critical. I couldn't even tell you who the bad guy was in Into the Spider Verse off the top. What? It's like it was corporate Kingpin America and corporate America Prowler. <laughs> it was Doc Ock and Kingpin. Doc Ock. Like, yeah, probably, exactly. See what I'm saying? But but there's not like one figurehead. What? Oh wait. What do you got, Nick? Now, What's that well, brain now doing? About, now I'm thinking about all the other Spider-Man movies, and there's uh-huh. some fucking lame-ass fucking oh, villains, oh, like yeah. the Lizard and uh-huh. Amazing Spider-Man. There's, there's definitely some key Electra things cool. in this that if you think about the right movie, Venom I think you'll get Spider-Man it. Venom in Spider-Man 3 was bad. Everyone likes Doc Ock. Everyone likes corporate America. Okay, Nick, you're running out of time. I what do you got? Like, there's no time limit. This is my podcast. <laughs> Okay, hours. okay, okay. It's it's a it's a geek out rules where if you if you, if you feel like it's dragging, <laughs> oh my god, they're just guessing. Oh, oh, they're doing a countdown into the chat. Oh no, <laughs> Nick, I'm what do you got? Say which Spider Man movie? Oh god, uh, Spider Man three. Spider Man three. Venom's the bad. Spider-Man's That's the... your final answer. Topher Grace. Topher Grace is the lame guy. Yes. Okay. Final answer. Spider Man three. Nick, you are incorrect. God the correct answer was said in the chat by Rian414. It is Spider-Man Far From Home. She said it earlier, and then she said other things. <laughs> what? I didn't even consider that one. He doesn't wear his costume for a lot, for like, because he's wearing the black costume. And then he's also, like, oh. not really in costume. That's, that's, that's what that person must have been talking about. But Mysterio's so cool. <laughs> I can oh, see them see, thinking Mysterio's a lame villain. Like, He's just a guy with a bunch of drones and stuff. I liked him, but I could see this person's criticism. That's why it was smart. Also, That's why it was like really smart. Whatever. And no, I was I agree. This, but this person is fifty two, Nick, and this movie is absolute garbage and intellectually bankrupt. So wow, and like really is CGI everywhere because Mysterio's like <laughs> make, literally making CGI. Like nothing's real in that movie. You know what? I should have gotten that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Next yeah, review. Ready this like, review need, comes from I Pat. I need to minimize the chat for a minute. It's getting in my head. <laughs> okay. This review comes from Pat. Guys, I can still see the chat. So your your voices are heard. This review comes from Pat, and it's titled as corn as Django Unchained. I love that movie. Pat says, this movie Wait, so was... this, does that, either that be there are black people in this film, or Jamie Foxx <laughs> in this film? But please, go on. This, uh, Pat says, this movie was ruined for me for its constant virtue signaling. I think it's called it's hard to enjoy movies anymore. The Second World War gets typically oversimplified as good versus evil. Never mind that the US joined forces with Joseph Stalin. You know what they say, History is written by the victors. People will tell me, oh, just enjoy the movie. Well, it's hard to enjoy the movie when it's not merely designed for entertainment purposes, but for propagating an ideology. Well, fuck. Hold on. Were they referencing World War II for their example, or was it about World War II? I was confused about the wording of that, because the only movie about World War II is Captain America. The first Avenger. That's the only one. The second world war gets typically oversimplified as good versus evil. Yeah, that, may, I, that seems too easy. That seems too easy. I'm going to be fucking pissed if it if this person is just an idiot and it's Wonder Woman, even though it was Wonder <laughs> Woman. Um, I, I guess Captain America well, the Nick, first Avenger. Do they sound like an idiot? They're big brained. They got big brains, obviously. Oh, I'm leaving this I review. Guess, I almost got to guess Wonder Woman just because fucking <laughs> uh, Captain America, Avenger, First Avenger. That's I, I, final that's answer. My guess. They they okay. said World War Two. Nick, you have gotten this movie correct, and so did Rian four one four from the chat. Good job. She's killing it. Oh, 
great. Good job. You got it right. You got it right, Nick. Jesus Christ. I Jesus also, Christ. I also, when you said though, I put it in because I was like, it's obviously Captain America, but there's a chance it could have been Wonder Woman. <laughs> there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> okay. This review is from Gene Siskel. I went to high school. Oh, you did? <laughs> His review is titled Mother of God. This movie is as big a disappointment as The Phantom Menace was for me 20 years ago. The studio knew we would watch this movie regardless of what type of crap stew they brewed up. Sadly, had they stuck closer to the source material, this would have been a lot better. But the hack screenwriters thought that something that a high school student could come up with would go over. And unfortunately, it did. The movie is all hype. Phase 4 will be a social justice warrior gush fest. As prefaced here, they did not mention one of the stones in the movie, though. And that stone is the refund stone. Big, wait, mic, oh, shit. Mic drop. Good. For a Mike second, dropped. I thought it was Wonder Woman because they said Mother of God. And I was like, yeah, she is, she's, you know, she's, she's the daughter of a God. Well, um, is this the last one? No, there's two more after this. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure this is one of the Infinity War movies. I mean, Endgame was the last Phase 3 mo- uh, Actually, it wasn't the last Phase 3 movie. I think, like, Ant-Man was the last Phase 3 But no one gives a shit about Ant-Man. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be Endgame, right? Because, or no, Far From Home was the last Endgame. But yeah, that was already an answer. Okay, I, I mean, it's got to be Endgame, right? Um, the only context was Infinity Stones and... No, but they already re- the stones were in Infinity War, not in Endgame. Oh shit! Hold on, is it Endgame or is it Infinity War? There are other clues in this, but did I miss them? No, I, I don't think so. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't. I didn't hear any. Give me, give me the clues again. <laughs> okay, this movie is all hype. Phase four will be a social justice warrior gush fest. As prefaced here, I would say that's a big clue. Oh, I'm gonna say Endgame because when all the women showed up. Is that your final answer? Yes, Nick. You and PR Romeo are correct. Oh, nice. It is Avengers Endgame. It is because when all the women showed up, that's what nice. it was. <laughs> they nice. showed up and they were like, oh, one star. Need to leave a better review. Eh, women. <laughs> yeah, how dare they put women into their show? Yeah, how dare they put women? This review is like four pages long. I just took the last paragraph because it had the most clues. Oh. But Christ. it was a very, very, very long review. Hey, everybody had, knows Endgame, the highest grossing movie of all time. It was a shit show. Yeah, he he in the beginning he starts with like the good. He breaks the review into three parts: the good, the bad, and then the like whatever the details, I guess, or I forgot what he said the last part was. But the first part, the good was Hawkeye and Captain America. Those are the only two things he had as good in the movie. I don't think Hawkeye is good in any of the movies. No, so, I, I don't think it's anybody's I don't think it's his fault, but you're right. Yeah. He had 100%. two seconds where he was swinging a sword. He's like, "I'm sad." Yeah, exactly. That was all he did in that movie. <laughs> okay, next review, Are you ready? Charles C. This review is t- is titled Terrible Like All the Others. Wait, say it again. What? It's Charles C and the review says is titled Terrible like all the others. Okay. Okay. Terrible waste of time turned all the male Spider-Mans into morons. Also had some of the worst visual effects I've ever seen. Male Spider-What? All that- <laughs> terrible waste of time turned all the male Spider-Mans into morons. I mean, this is obviously into the Spider-Verse, but like not Spider-Man. So only- Spider-Man's. Is it is it is this person's only liked character the anime girl in that movie? Because that's the only female Spider-Man in that movie. 
I mean, Into the Spider-Verse. That's my guess. You are correct. And so is everyone in the chat for guessing Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, last one. But but wait, but the only so the only person he liked. Oh, no, it's Spider-Gwen and Spider-Gwen. That's right. No, well, no, because I think that he didn't like anybody. Because it was he hated the movie, gave it one star. He hated no, he it's terrible. He didn't he hated everybody, and but he especially hated that the men's that the man's were turned into morons. Yeah. Uh I was reading a lot of one star reviews for this game, and I want to say that if you're leaving a, a one star review for a superhero movie, for the most part, you're either racist or or homophobic or sexist. Those were all the reviews. Like there, yeah. there can be valid criticisms, totally. For one star reviews, there are a hundred reasons you might leave a one star review for a movie, but all the ones I read were homophobic, sexist, or racist. Mm. Last one. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Rodney R. Martinez. He says, <laughs> someone kill me now. What is this? I'd rather watch a penny collect Russ than watch this again. Russ, oh my God. Shaq should be sent to Guantanamo Bay for this. I think this movie is indication of the forthcoming end of time. Oh, I feel bad because I know what this is. But chat, before I say what it is, go ahead and let me know what you think it is. I'll use your answer. Are you guys want me to lose? Give me the right <laughs> answer. Uh, don't give me the b- bad answer. Get out of here. Get out of here. Did you say how I said here? Like Get out of here. I'm never going to correct out. you. Get out of here. Get out of here. Now. Okay, now, well, you know Nick, what? need to get out of here. Guys, my best never mind. Arnold never watch our Twitch. Get off this chat. Get off this fucking stream. Why? Because they the get Space Jam. Because they get Space Jam twice and Shazam. Space Jam is a good guess. Everyone remembers Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Everyone knows Shaq was in Space Jam. Nick asked for help in the chat for those of you at home listening and not part of the chat. And they all re- responded with Space Jam as the answer to this question. Okay, the answer is Steel. The answer is Steel. Nick, you're correct. Good job. Yeah, five out of seven. Good job. Or five out of six, because one of your questions. No, nope, it counts. That did not count. Oh, PR Romeo got it right. Just want to shout out because he got it right. Also, uh, yeah, Shazam is, is wrong. Did you mean Kazam? <laughs> Are you, are you ready, Nick? We're going to hop yeah, back into the show. Hop back into the podcast. Keep talking about this shit right here. This good, good crap. The holy the, the show. Invincible? Mm-hmm. The show Invincible. Uh, were there anything that you remembered from the comic books being different from the TV show? Because I, I feel like I, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. but No, you can talk about those because I read the comic 10 years ago. I don't remember. Yeah, so the, like, you, like you mentioned earlier, the the killing of the Guardians of the Globes happens earlier in the show than it does in the comic book, which I think works out better pacing wise, like we were talking about, because then you spend the rest of the season building up to that mystery. The cliffhangers can be people getting a little closer to figuring it out and twists and turns that the stories can take uh, getting closer and closer to this big reveal, which at the end of the last episode, oh, episode whatever at the end of one of the episodes they're like slowly building towards that reveal every episode they leave you with a little bit more and a little bit more which is kind of fun kind of exciting i like that better because in the comic books you have all this story and the story's just going normally and then this twist happens whereas i like the twist happening earlier because you spend time with it you know you get to you get to feel that pressure that anxiety wondering what's happened also cautiously getting closer to omni-man and closer to family while also knowing that this big reveal has to happen at some point and what are the consequences going to be i think it's crazy because 
other events that are happening are also in the comic, like him meeting Adam Eve and him mm-hmm. meeting the Teen Team and these things. Those happen in the comics before the Omni Man thing, but in right, not all of them. Some of them happen after. So he he Some meets the Teen before. Team before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before the Omni Man, he meets Adam Eve and the Teen Team before. Yeah, yeah, but like the way it fits into the show, like just I don't know, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. it just all seemed pacing wise to make a lot of sense. Yeah, but the it the time seems... aliens and stuff like that happen after the the Alan thing. The Alan the alien happens before. The Guardians of the Globe stuff happens, but it happens after and yeah. this. But it just makes more sense to do it that way. Also, another change that they did was in the comic books, On the Man is very, very excited that Mark gets his power. But in oh. the TV show, they play it a little differently because like they had some theories. What do you think that is from? Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's a. I think it has to do with him. I mean, I know. I mean, you know why. But basically, like, oh yeah, I guess ultimately. Yeah, it's just him having to deal with what he knows has to come next. Mark getting his powers, it's the catalyst for all that's going to come going forward. And he knows that, like, he now has to, I, mean, I guess, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, he is, he knows what he has to do. And that's coming, that's going up against his son, who he knows is not going to agree with him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so those two things are going to come to a head and you can see that pain and you can tell in J.K. Simmons acting that he's going to, that he's having troubles coming to terms with that, you know? It's super interesting because he's not, you know, he's still like, um, all right, let's train, let's do this, let's do something, learn how to yeah. take a hit, do this. You know, he's not like, I mean, he could destroy him right there, right then and there, easily yeah. if he wanted to, but he's yeah. not. But he doesn't. It's super interesting dynamic. It's yeah. super interesting. You can see that you know? conflict. Like he knows, he knows that in order for him to do what he wants, he's going to have to kill his son, right? Like that's that's ultimately what's going on in his head. Or he's going to have to at least fight him. Something needs to happen for him to yeah. do what he wants to do. And so said in the chest that I thought it was a Freudian thing. Now he wants to kill his son or something. I don't know. I failed psychology. Is what she said. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I think I think that's right. I think there's definitely a lot going on there. I think that's what yeah. Robert Kirkman's playing with the father son dynamic. I don't know what it's like to have a dad, but wow. I imagine it's Let's just get sad. Like this. Let's get sad and close to the camera for a second. I imagine I imagine I didn't have a dad, <laughs> but I imagine it's just like this. Right. Yeah. Anybody yeah, yeah. who had a dad dad in the chat. Anybody, your, uh, yeah, if, anybody dad with a dad, let us know. So you can kill him someday. Reach out to reach out to us at nowtrythiscast.com on all the socials and let us know what what it's like to have a dad. <laughs> yeah, let us know what it's like to have a dad. This is, this is the no dad zone. We don't know. Teach us a lesson. That's our spinoff podcast coming, <laughs> coming, coming your way. Life without a dad. <laughs> there's a very good series of. Oh no! Hashtag no dad. That's there's the a very good of the series of. There's a very good YouTube channel. That is a guy who grew up without a dad and he just teaches people like things that typical dads would teach you like around the house, how to tie a tie, how to build shit. It's kind of nice. That's so sad. <laughs> Hashtag no dad is our new podcast coming out to you in the spring. Yep. <laughs> I would subscribe to that channel too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so that's what it is. He knows that he's, he's going to have to do that. And none of that was in the comic book, right? Like he was just playing yep. it. He was being coy. He was happy his son got powers and he was like showing him the ropes and very excited for him to be a part of that. Whereas in this, he knows that his son is in his way and that he's going to have to remove that obstacle. And he's kind of having to deal with that emotionally, which is kind of nice. I like totally. seeing that more. I like seeing the depth of character. They added a lot of 
like depth to these characters in the show. It's weird because on a show or a movie, you feel like you have to speed up, but it also means that the moments you breathe are even more intense. So those moments when uh, Mark has to walk away and the, the father, it's on the father and he turns a smile into a frown, you know, uh, yeah. like I think those moments work in comics, but I think they work more in um, TV shows. And yeah. Movies. I, yeah. I think that they're playing up. I think that they're doing a good job, but it's a difficult task to play up the Omni-Man storyline a little bit more. Because when you're sitting with him and knowing that he's a villain, you're adding little scenes where he's looking down at the Guardians of the Globe and it's like pathetic, you know, or the new Guardians of the Globe, because eventually they have a tryout. And and, and sometimes I, I don't want them to lean too much into it because I don't think I'm the man as a villain. Like I, I've read the comic books and my takeaway is that he's not a villain. He's just is a man you might be with controversial in that, but I didn't finish it. So, OK, that's fair. So. Uh, and it's also been 10 years. So, uh, <laughs> but also, but as of right now, I'm pretty sure most people would disagree with you. That's fair. <laughs> he crushed Red Rush's head. He My did God. do that. And this fucking show at the fucking funeral has the fucking French girlfriend like freaking out at the funeral. Like super smart, super smart way to like do that and bring it all back. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. The, the comic book is interesting too, because the comic book can play more with the rights of things. Because the Image universe has its own superheroes and stuff, and they make appearances in the comic book. Like, Savage Dragon is one of the longest-running comic books at Image. Uh, It's still coming out with issues, even though a lot of people don't know who the fuck Savage Dragon is. And he makes multiple appearances in the Invincible comic book. Like, Dark Hawk and, like, a lot of these, like, random superheroes. Robert Kirkman started writing another comic book called The Astonishing Wolfman, and that guy makes a couple of appearances in the comic book, too. It's interesting to see, like, what they do with the other characters in the world. The um, can I ask you a question? Yeah, because I, I think one of the one of the coolest parts I think about why you have a teenager be a superhero is, and it's why I love Spider Man so much is why to have moments like when Mark asks Amber out on a date and leaves her in his room for an hour so he can go to Mount Rushmore and stop a super villain. Yeah, how would you handle that situation? What would? Wouldn't you have sent her home? I would have sent you, her home. Why would I you just? Fake I would the tummy like, ache? I have a family emergency. I got to shit my brains out in the bathroom. Like you, you, he, this is a new relationship. You can just say you got to go and you got a relationship. Go. Yeah. It's the first date, right? Exactly. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, no, but, it was a lot. But just because I'm talking about that anyway, the whole Mount Rushmore, I think what this show is doing, it was such a really freaking great job is balancing. And I don't think every show always does this. It balances the, action with the drama so well like the angst yeah. of the drama at home going on with amber and that juxtaposed with him and going with adam and eve and doing an amazing action set piece the animation on the show honestly i saw the style of the show and i thought it wouldn't be that great because mm-hmm. it was like simpler lines it was paying homage to the comic right the comic yeah. is I, I think has a very distinct uh, image to it. It's, it's very clean lines, mm-hmm. very, very simple color scheme. Yeah. Uh, blocky uh, drawing. It's what is it? Ryan Oatley, right? Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. I think he's a great artist, but it's very stylized. And then the show matched it. I was like, oh, I don't know how that's going to look animated. But they did a really it good job great. of adding momentum yeah. and speed and and drive and kinetic energy to the drawings. And I and I thought and I thought. I thought this moment with the Mount Rushmore is when I really noticed it, right? Yeah. Like it was happening earlier with, but like Omni Man killing everyone. I was preoccupied with the killing to like really take yeah, take sure. note of the animation. But with this fight with the guy with the what is the fucking 
fucking Earthquake Man? Earth Dr. Dr. Seismic. Yeah, Dr. Seismic. Dr. Seismic. <laughs> Earthquake Man. Earthquake um, Man. I thought they did a really nice job animating yeah. it. Like, it really did great when he were going underneath with the lava and saving mm-hmm. people and going here. Beautiful he animations. Used his, we yeah. used his um his bracelets to, like, go up and out and over. Like, it looked really nice. Yeah. And also, I don't remember Adam Eve being this amazing. Was she this amazing in the comics? Yeah, Adam Eve is, she gets even better because she, she she doesn't know what her real powers are yet in, in the TV show oh. and in the early comic books. So later sure. on, she discovers what they really are. But right now she thinks it's like shooting laser beams and having force fields and stuff. Sure, sure, uh, sure. But I, but I also just, I, I don't know if it's because I'm watching it animated, but I remember her being a good superhero. Yeah. But the way that the show is showing her is she's like the best. Yeah. No, no, she's she, like the best outside of like the Guardians. She was pretty competent. I think it was the same way in the comic books. I was rereading it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's similar. Well, anyway, in spite of that, I I love how how strong Adam Eve is as a character mm-hmm. in the whole subplot with Rex Blode. Like I remember that happening, but yeah. it really hits home when it's Jason Manzukis and fucking yes. it's him yeah, yeah. coming on saying, "Hey, you fucking you're fucking the invincible guy." So like whatever, <laughs> and then him trying to get her back later, and be like, "Hey, yeah. I really made a mistake." And Adam Eve, like, fucking leaving. Yeah. And, like, I, oh, it, oh. I, I didn't care about it. You know, like, it happened in the comic books, and it's just like, okay, cool. Now she gets to be with Mark, but then Mark's with that yeah. other girl. And, yeah. Classic but, but it was like, whatever. You don't give a shit about Rex Splode in the yeah. comic book. But now, yeah, but it's yeah, Jason yeah. Manzoukis, and I love Jason Manzoukis. So now I I'm like, know. oh, no. He's such the lovable asshole. Right? Yeah. That's his thing. And so he now really you feel for him. Into him. Yeah. yeah. He like really uh, as he as does. he's all beaten up for Monster Girl and as like Adam Eve uh, when Adam Eve flew away and he's standing there and he's like, Oh man. And he's like real sad about mm-hmm. how much he fucked up. I'm like, why do I give a shit about you? You're an asshole. Yeah, God I know. Damn it. But th- that's another thing that the comic book and the TV show do so well is that they take certain characters that you're supposed to hate and they make them like more dynamic, right? Same thing with Omni Man. Yeah. Omni Man, he did this bad thing. But you feel for him, and later on, you get to understand why he did it, what his reasoning was, and maybe you don't agree with them, but you understand them. Robert Kirkman is great at writing human characters. Like, they could be Superman, they could be whatever, but you relate to them much more than you do most other comic book characters. Like, I don't fucking, I don't think I've ever read Aquaman and been like, I can relate to this guy. You know, right. But but Aquarius sitting there on his throne waiting for friends. Yeah, you can relate to that. <laughs> that it's home. I think also it's you said it earlier about a different thing, but I think it relates to this too, where comic books are in our own voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And we put weight where we want to put weight. But while we're watching it, Jason Manzoukas, J.K. Simmons, Gillian Jacobs, just because that's who we're talking about now. But everyone yeah. in the show adds such nice degrees of everything to like yeah. i didn't give a shit about the mom in the comic like i thought she was a good character but i like really care about this mom and like the fact that she's gonna get hurt i'm yeah. like really upset about uh-huh. the, that scene when uh demon detective showed up and talked to the mom damien dark blood like, yeah and then didn't tell omniman and like mm-hmm. had that whole like little moment lexi turned me he's like what just happened like why didn't she say anything and i was like exactly I was yeah. like, I think she knows something now because why wouldn't it. he tell her? Why wouldn't he tell her mm-hmm. when he got home? He tells her everything about everything. Yeah. He tells her about the kaiju, uh, makes jokes about it, but that thing, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Fucking hits home. And the whole aesthetic of the cold breath into Oh, the I love that. So yeah. Nice. It's also, so fucking nice. The same thing. Like, I feel like the TV show is really flushing every character out because they have more time. They have more time to deal with everything. They don't have yeah. to rush through the whole comic book. You know, people are watching, yeah. people like it. 
and they they can take their time with certain things. So Damien Darkblood is in the comic books. I didn't think he was. I was like, I don't remember him. And then because because re- you, you read him as fast as you want to because you don't care exactly, about him. Right? Yeah. You read him fast like hi, he's the demon detective and you move on. It's a one throwaway joke. But he was also but comic, only in one it scene. Takes its time. Yeah. Oh, he's only one. He's only Once? in one like two two panels. He shows up w- when they die and then is like never there again because he's not oh, the reason so... that they find out anything. Oh. Yeah. Well, I like it in the show. Him just pop keep mm-hmm. popping up. He's like a super and Clancy Brown is voicing him so well. He's a fucking yeah. classic voice actor guy. Oh, I love Clancy But the whole Brown. the whole handing over someone, he's not there and then he is there with the cold breath. Yeah. Like this show is doing such a good job. I would watch a Damien Darkblood show. <laughs> I would watch just a show about how he has to solve crime so he doesn't yep. have to go back to hell. Mm-hmm. I would watch that whole show and devour it. No, I, I get crazy. that. I feel the yeah. same way. It's like so many of the characters are just so well done. And even the villains. There are times in the comic book oh, where I fucking love I, what what the fuck's their faces. What are they called? Fucking the Muller twins. Oh, the Muller twins. Yeah. Even in the comic books, though, like there are times where you will be like Invincible will go up against a villain and you are he they make good points. It happens at the Rush Mount Rushmore scene. He's talking about how like this is a, a, a statue to like racists and like the racist history of America. And you're like, fuck, this dude's making some real good points. He might, yeah. he might be onto something, you know? And Invincible yeah. faces like a lot of villains like that who are just like, I'm a bad guy and I may be going about this the wrong way, but at least I'm trying to fix the world. What are you doing as a superhero? Agreed. You have all this power. What are you doing to help the common man? You know? And yeah. you're like, fuck. Oh my God, you're right. He's just going around punching bad guys, but he's not changing the world at all. And I, I like that. I like thought provoking superhero content. What would you, is it, if Duplicate duplicates herself and has sex with herself. Oh yes. The hard, the hard hitting <laughs> questions. Yes. We go from, she... we go from talking about the three dimensional characters that are in this to being like, duplicate. How many titties does she have? i love the way they do her power no what's your question what are you gonna say finish it is she is she is she having sex or is she masturbating if she has sex with herself gets it on with her duplicates that's the age-old question or and did rex explode have a foursome or did he have a twosome Mm -hmm. interesting also would (laughs) you cheat on your girlfriend to have a foursome with a fourth dimensional b i would not do that <laughs> good answer <laughs> would you nick would with a fourth dimensional being is what you said is it cheating if it's with a fourth dimensional being no no the answer right. is yes Don't no it's not like no it's not yeah i get it I nick not, you're right but yeah no it's 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 really really good and if you're listening this much and you haven't watched the show for some reason i'm sorry that we spoiled it but it's definitely definitely worth watching any, any other points about the show anything else you want to talk about i really like it nice i love i just i, I just really <laughs> love the um one of my favorite things is like the stupid moments where it's like they're fighting the time the time aliens mm-hmm. and that one alien who gets the scar keeps coming back and he's yeah like, he hates invincible and he just like keeps eyeing it's like that attention to detail is like why the comic's so cool but also like it why is. but this show knows what it's doing I mean, because it's Robert, he likes yeah. his own stuff. But it's like, it knows what's important. And those are the moments. Steve talking at the beginning of the episode is important. You know, fucking th- those little moments of that humanness, of that, like, realness, that, mm-hmm. like, character development are what make the show special. Yeah, it's it's funny because I feel the same way. There's um, there th- one thing that he does really well. I, I said one thing, like, a thousand times. The thousandth thing that Robert Kirkman does really well is that 
he knows how to pay things off. It's one of my favorite things in storytelling. And I feel like not a lot of people know what they're doing, right? Like you write something and you have a plan so far ahead that in the beginning you plant the seeds of that thing that you have planned, yeah. right? Totally. And Robert Kirkman does that a lot. The time aliens, they appear in the first three episodes and they're not important until like way, way, way later in the comic book, you know? Oh, they're important again later? Yeah. And so oh, that's interesting that. that that happens now because you're like, you see it happen. You see the consequences of that. And then it's not really going to come back until much later. And I like that. I think that's something that's really cool in storytelling that not a lot of people do. And a lot of people have the opportunity to do because they don't have something that's going to last years and years and years. You know, agreed. I feel like I don't know. It's, I can't think of other content that does that, like drops little seeds that are going to pay off like in three years besides robert kirkman things yeah off the top of my head i can't i mean steven universe does oh steven universe yeah yeah and we love that just as much that yeah. definitely does you know yeah. there's a little rock in the background here and then you find out that it's his fucking mom you know like <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, yeah yeah shit like that is so good but it takes a lot of planning and it's hard to do yeah and you see it a lot in anime that's like famously like what anime does right mm -hmm. like you you start off naruto and you just think he's got a fox inside of him but then you find out 400 episodes later yeah. <laughs> that the the dude was his dad and this was his mom or yeah, yeah, yeah. he got his eye from this person or whatever 400 episodes later yep. so anime does it a lot anime does i was gonna say one piece does that too it'll have like yeah. a random character and then they'll show up like five years later oh naruto spoilers. i didn't say who's dad i didn't you, say what wow nick naruto spoilers when, when was uh, the last episode of that show fucking eight years ago <laughs> Uh, he has a son named Boruto. Let's get let's, oh. let's the spoiler the Naruto spoiler podcast. That's what this is now. I'm gonna give you the biggest Naruto spoiler right now. You ready? Okay. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Sasuke dies. Oh Boom. shit! Oh my Sasuke god! Dies. He's coming. Jesus. Watch that show. Know that Sasuke's death is looming over you. <laughs> Huge spoilers. I'll spoil Naruto for real. They fight the god of all ninja, all ninjutsus. They fight the god of ninjutsu. You know that Boruto is about them fighting the family of those gods, right? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's stupid. Crazy. I'm not following it. It's like really like where do you go after you fight the god of ninjutsu? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. fight that god's family. <laughs> god damn it! No, uh, Sasuke doesn't actually die. Just just for those in the chat who are wondering, who's that's much a, more Naruto, you or I? That's a good thing about. That's an interesting point that you make because that's yes, a it problem. is. I watch more Naruto when Sasuke dies. <laughs> That's a problem that Naruto has or not Naruto. Yeah. Naruto has another content that lasts a long time has is that they have a power creep problem. Same thing that happens in like magic, the oh, gathering and, and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that is that like, yeah. once you create, okay, they're going to get stronger to fight this enemy. They're going to get stronger to fight this enemy. How do you, wh where does it end? You know, like there's, there have to be an end to that. You can't create yeah. power dynamic like that. Yeah, I think I think I think my hero academia, I feel that a little bit sometimes where it's like the guy's power is based off of the guy who's the strongest ever. So like we eventually know he's just going to be that strong. But the show does it a good job because he's like still learning. Yeah. Um, but I could imagine six years from now, if my hero is still going on being like everyone's just fighting gods. I know my hero academia is getting close to that because they're just like, oh, I'm using 20 percent. I'm using 30 percent. And then it's well, like, no, I mean, he's only at like eight. Oh yeah, whatever fucking percent is that now. I like the show, but they do have a, a problem, and I'm hoping that like they said they were gonna end soon though. So yeah, maybe they the won't have that soon. issue. Yeah. I'm gonna be sad. I know, me too. But back to Invincible. 
Oh yeah, he uses he says a thousand percent at one point. He did he did at one point. <laughs> he used a hundred percent and it wasn't enough, and then he like he just, broke his body to do a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. So he dumb. went plus ultra, Marcus. He went plus ultra. Plus ultra. Oh god. I'm sorry. I don't know what the Guys, mathematical equation anime, that plus ultra is. Yeah, we'll start another anime podcast. If you want us to talk about anime, we'll see. Yeah, we'll start a hashtag no dad hashtag also anime. Okay. Nick, any other parts of the show that you really like that stand out to you? No. No? Okay. That's fair. No, yeah, no, I, I feel like we talked about a lot of the good moments. I it's hard because it feels like these episodes. Oh, I like are Monster Girl a lot. Packed. Monster Girl's great. These episodes are packed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is it, it's hard to 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 talk about all of them because there's so much content in the 45 minutes that happened. It feels like I watched three hours of TV show. Like not a lot of shows Agreed. can fit in that much like dramatic tension, uh, action scenes, and like also high school cute high school moments. It just feels like they're doing so much and they managed to do it with perfect pacing. Yeah, I agree. The pacing is the number one uh, mm-hmm. all star of the show. I think it's it's crazy because it's something too that could easily fall apart. You know, like one episode being off pace. It's like walking in on the stairs. If one stair is just a little off, you you'll trip. You know, and I feel like the show's pacing is is so perfect right now that it it worries me that there's going to be like a bad episode in our future. I mean, there's only eight episodes, so they didn't try to stretch it. That's true. They could have made they could have stretched this to be twenty episodes. They could have mm-hmm. made a whole season of show, but they only made eight for the first season. Well, that means they know think, what they're doing. Do you think we're gonna have to wait till episode eight to get to them revealing what happened with the Guardians of the Globe? I think so. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. It might be sooner. It's I don't know. It's moving quickly it's towards quick. that. I don't know. I don't know. They're definitely gonna leave episode at the end of episode eight <laughs> on some kind of cliffhanger. Which one of these it's gonna be? I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I really don't. And I don't remember the comic book in enough detail to know all the cliffhangers it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I think that what they might do is reveal it early, like episode six. It's my prediction. Reveal it episode six and then deal with the fallout episode seven and then deal with my like prediction, a conclusion episode eight. My prediction is they're going to change something. So something is going to be different about the comics by the end of episode eight. So where you think it's going to go. It's actually not going to like something oh, very distinctly different is going to happen. I mean, Robert Kirkman is working on it. Like he, yeah, he could he could think is like, hey, I did this, but it made the comic die quicker. So maybe we're going to do this, and just because I want to fuck with people. Also, Robert Kirkman likes to fuck with people. He, he does, does like to do fuck that. with people. Just right. fun. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. It's funny seeing how great Robert Kirkman works are, but I am going to shit on Robert Kirkman for two minutes because he made the Astonishing Wolf Band, which was kind of garbage. And Outcast, which had a TV show that failed quickly because the comic book was kind of dull. So it's not perfect because no writer is perfect, but he has two really, really good shits that I recommend everybody check out. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. What did you think of this Loved show? It. Love the show. Lexi and I are going to keep watching it. Uh, no, that's not. I, that's, that's not. I'm answering no, another question. No, you ruined it. Was, you ruined sorry, the sorry, whole sorry, 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 integrity sorry, sorry, of the podcast. Sorry. Say it again. Take it again. Take it again. Okay. From the top. Are you ready? Yeah. Did you like the show? Love the show. It was so wow. good. Fantastic. I enjoyed every second of it. Nice. Perfectly Would paced, you recommend the show? I think everybody should watch the show. I think the great thing oh. about this show is while it's gory and gruesome sometimes, it is all for like a very specific reason. It doesn't, it's not, some people would still say it's gratuitous, but I think all the moments that it does it are to make a point, a very distinct mm-hmm. point about what's happening and about humanity. Uh, so I think this show is, should be for everybody. It's hard because I feel like the show is 
superheroes, but with gore and a little bit more realistic than comic books tend to be. Yeah, but um, not as gory or filthy as the boys. Cause yeah, but I was going to say there's, there's a tone behind it that it makes it feel real, whereas the boys feels just like excessive. Like it's like this is sincere. <clears throat> yeah, the boys acts like it's trying to pull the veil from the the eyes of the sheeple everywhere, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it has like a douchey tone to it. Like, you don't know the truth. You know, I do. And Invincible Which that being said, do that. I, I love that. I love that tone. I think it really works in that show. But well, the show, I'm I, talking about the comic book. But yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the voice comic is trash. Yeah. <laughs> but the show like, does a better job of like, it, it doesn't take that tone with you. That's why I think the show yeah, but, works. But and the, the show, all, everything comes from like, uh, everything comes from, especially because Mark is the lead of it and he's incredibly sincere. It comes from a mm-hmm. place of sincerity. It really yeah. means everything it's trying yeah, yeah. to say. Exactly. Yeah. So th- yeah, this show definitely like means everything. It doesn't make the uh, audience feel stupid. And it's honestly for everybody. Like yeah. if you like, tv shows if you are if you've ever watched any superhero movie you're you're gonna like this agreed unless you left the one star review like earlier those guys sure. who knows would you recommend this show no I would are you gonna keep watching no. the show i'm gonna keep watching the show nice i'll nice, probably nice, watch nice. the fourth episode this weekend i'm super excited to see what happens i'm excited to get all the way to episode eight find out what happens with fucking explode and duplicate see how long that relationship's gonna last uh-huh. very excited uh-huh i'm gonna spoil it and say it probably is not gonna last very long for like five reasons (laughs) you don't know that's fair that's fair (laughs) i mean i technically i do know oh because it happens in the fourth episode uh it's probably gonna happen in the next couple episodes but oh they could change it they could change it who knows jason manzoukas is powerhouse maybe like you know what let's spin this off into a rexplode tv show i there's something that's gonna happen in the comic books and i don't know how they're gonna handle it or it's gonna happen in the animated series and i don't know how they handle it like from a voice actor perspective but i'm interested to see dash 942 is like oh my god is one of them gonna die that's what marcus is like inferencing but i don't remember who dies and i'm it's kind of pissing me off like who's fucking gonna die oh fuck i'm invested or or i'm i'm referencing the fact that they're both kind of assholes and that that's doomed <laughs> a doomed relationship but no, who I th- knows i think they're all gonna die someone's gonna die who Prepare knows yourselves Marcus, okay, Nick, it's your that's turn. Show. That's a show, but Nick, Nick, it's it's your turn to give me a challenge. We still have time. Yes, we still have time, guys. If you want to, uh, what I'm talking about is that we have a Patreon. I don't know if you guys know this, but we have a Patreon, and if you become a five dollar tier patron, you leave us suggestions on what we're gonna do, and there's gonna be a poll going up soon. So the deadline for leaving suggestions is almost here. So head over there and uh, join the Patreon. Sorry, but and we do that at the first Thursday of every month. But to next week, mm-hmm. what we're doing is my challenge. And Marcus, okay. I've been humming and hoeing about what to give you. And, you know, there's a lot of things I could. Did give you say you humming or, and hoeing? Yeah, it's very it's sexual. It's not the expression. Hemming and hawing. Mm, I like mine better. <laughs> I like humming and hoeing. That's pretty good. <laughs> I've been humming and hoeing all day long. I've been humming and hoeing all day long about what to give you. And I think I think this is what I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the 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 critically acclaimed movie One Night in Miami. Oh, okay. We haven't done anything serious for a little while. That's true. I saw this movie and I was floored by the topic and mm-hmm. the acting and mm-hmm. the writing and the directing. Uh it's Regina King's first movie, and I 
would I really want to talk about it with someone. Okay. The only person I've talked to about it was with Lexi's mother, and she was not impressed. So <laughs> with the movie or with your conversation topics? Irrelevant. So <laughs> next week we will be doing one night in Miami. You can watch everybody. We can, oh, apparently we're an Amazon show now. Uh, everyone, you can watch it on Amazon yeah. Prime. Check Amazon it out. Prime sponsor us, and that's what we're going to be doing next week. Follow us at everything at now. Try this cast. You can find all our links at nowtrythiscast.com every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash nowtrythiscast, patreon.com slash nowtrythiscast to join the community, to join the conversation, and to decide what we try every month. Nice. Beautiful. Perfect. Guys, go fucking do those things. Thank you for joining us so much. The chat was lively. Yes, you. you guys sitting at home are fantastic, beautiful people. Now go out there and try some things. Try humming and hoeing. That's that's my suggestion, Good night. guys. Good night. friends get together so they can try things. There you go. Now look at that. It's like a little oh, metal one. Like, holding like a pumpkin. Is it fucking cute? I like that a lot. It's so nice. And it's, um, it reminds me of that cartoon, that old, like, cartoon from the 30s. You know what I'm talking about? I love mm-hmm. singing about the moon and, and the June and the Oh, spring. yeah. I love singing about a sky that's blue. Oh, I see. Okay. It's he didn't posted. Know what I was talking there. about. Sure. I like it's to about the moon and the June and the spring. Spring. Okay. I like to sing. Okay. Ooh, start so recording. Pretty.